original twelve boys had, of course, scattered far and wide during these years, but all that lived still remembered old Plumfield and came wandering back from the four quarters of the earth to tell their various experiences, laugh over the pleasures of the past, and face the duties of the present with fresh courage. For such homecomings keep hearts tender and hands helpful with the memories of young and happy days. A few words will tell the history of each, and then we can go on with the new chapter of their lives. Franz was with a merchant kinsman in Hamburg, a man of twenty-six now and doing well. Emil was the jolliest tar that ever sailed the ocean blue. His uncle sent him on a long voyage to disgust him with this adventurous life, but he came home so delighted with it that it was plain this was his profession and the German kinsman gave him a good chance in his ships, so the lad was happy. Dan was a wanderer still, for after the geological researches in South America, he tried sheep farming in Australia and was now in California looking up mines. Nat was busy with music at the conservatory, preparing for a year or two in Germany to finish him off. Tom was studying medicine and trying to like it. Jack was in business with his father, bent on getting rich. Dolly was in college with Stuffy and Ned reading law. Poor little Dick was dead, so was Billy, and no one could mourn for them since life would never be happy, afflicted as they were in mind and body. Rob and Teddy were called the Lion and the Lamb, for the latter was as rampant as the King of Beasts, and the former as gentle as any sheep that ever bawed. Mrs. Joe called him my daughter and found him the most dutiful of children with plenty of manliness underlying the quiet manners and tender nature. But in Ted she seemed to see all the faults, whims, aspirations, and fun of her own youth in a new shape. With his tawny locks always in wild confusion, his long legs and arms, loud voice, and continual activity, Ted was a prominent figure at Plumfield, He had his moods of gloom and fell into the slough of despond about once a week to be hoisted out by patient Rob or his mother, who understood when to let him alone and when to shake him up. He was her pride and joy, as well as torment, being a very bright lad for his age and so full of all sorts of budding talent that her maternal mind was much exercised as to what this remarkable boy would become." Demi had gone through college with honor, and Mrs. Meg had set her heart on his being a minister. Picturing in her fond fancy the first sermon her dignified young parson would preach, as well as the long, useful, and honored life he was to lead. But John, as she called him now, firmly declined the divinity school, saying he had had enough of books and needed to know more of men and the world and caused the dear woman much disappointment by deciding to try a journalist's career. It was a blow, but she knew that young minds cannot be driven, and that experience is the best teacher. So she let him follow his own inclinations, still hoping to see him in the pulpit. Aunt Jo raged when she found that there was to be a reporter in the family, and called him Jenkins on the spot. She liked his literary tendencies, but had reason to detest official Paul Prize, as we shall see later. Demi knew his own mind, however, and tranquilly carried out his plans, 
unmoved by the tongues of the anxious mamas or the jokes of his mates. Uncle Teddy encouraged him and painted a splendid career, mentioning Dickens and other celebrities who began as reporters and ended as famous novelists or newspaper men. The girls were all flourishing. Daisy, as sweet and domestic as ever, was her mother's comfort and companion. Josie, at fourteen, was a most original young person, full of pranks and peculiarities, the latest of which was a passion for the stage, which caused her quiet mother and sister much anxiety as well as amusement. Bess had grown into a tall, beautiful girl, looking several years older than she was, with the same graceful ways and dainty tastes which the little princess had, and a rich inheritance of both the father's and mother's gifts, fostered by every aid love and money could give. But the pride of the community was Naughty Man.